which is called The Science Podcast. And these are a, a couple of atheists that run this podcast. So I thought you'd be interested to hear what they say. This is only one little bit, so it's like it's over half an hour. And I couldn't play you the whole thing because I'd have to have so many beeps in it bleeping out uh, the expletives. Because you can't pray in the shits of space. Tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast Podcast is brought to you by, is it, is it Bob or is it, it's B.O.B.? It's, I don't. It's B.O.B. It's B.O.B. B.O.B. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't see, there we go. I fixed that. I didn't see the, the punctuation in, in his name. <laughs> and now I, now we're five seconds in and already off the rails. So that's some sort of record. But uh, the episode tonight is brought to you by uh, the B.O.B.'s GoFundMe because I mean, you, you got to give him credit for doing, trying to do his own research. Seriously, he he is setting out to do research to yeah, prove to hopefully probably, prove that the the Earth is flat. Yeah, one of the more I get well well known. I don't I don't know in in the in the realm of flat Earthers. I'm not sure where he falls in the echelon, but <laughs> one of the more one of the more prominent, I guess. If, if that's a thing, I, I think uh, flat earthers. He's, he's a celebrity who's also a flat earther, so I think that therefore makes him a prominent flat earther. Which, right? yeah, I mean, and and to that end, there he's he's paid to entertain, and I and I'm told uh, hashtag people are saying that he's he's good at what he does as far as the rapping goes. I I, I don't really listen to much music in general, so. Uh, I would have no frame of reference, but I'm told he's good at that. But there's no reason for people like him to be any sort of role model or anybody that you go to for guidance when it oh comes to something maybe, science related. Maybe he and Gwyneth Paltrow should have their own version of the conspiracy cruise and, and talk about the earth being flat and steaming vaginas and all this stuff. Oh, I think I'm going to go fund that. And I would go... <laughs> you go, go fuck that. Well, no, that's, well, uh, that's bad because I don't want to do that. And I think I'm still interested in attending the Conspiracy Cruise next summer. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, I'm on their website and, and I'm, I, I mean, I know my place in, in things. I'm a nobody, so they won't. Uh, they won't they see won't us know. coming. I, I can, I I can book with my real name and I don't think they would. <laughs> What's okay. funny, I'm on their website right now, yeah. and and it's it just said the summer of 2018 uh, from Seattle to Alaska, mm -hmm. and on the left-hand side of the page, for questions and phone registration, call this travel agency, and that's literally just repeats it maybe, oh my gosh, 30 times down the side. Nowhere on the page itself does it say, at least that I can easily see, what what day it is, because why would you want to actually plan out? It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Okay, now I have a really, I have a serious question for you. Okay. Yeah. You could go on one cruise. Do you go on conspiracy or do you go sailing with Ken Ham and Ray Comfort? <sighs> Girl, I mean, I'm, I'm asking the really tough question. That is. Right? What oh would you goodness. do? Now, so so here's a here's a factor that I want to bring up because oh my I gosh. wonder say but say you go on the Christian boat tour you know I bet there's <laughs> going to be a lot of bananas but I bet there's not going to be a lot of alcohol so um, I mean I, I mean it it depends I don't know where I know. Uh, 
what uh, Kenny is. I guess I guess Comfort is a creationist too, isn't he? So Probs. So I guess they're not they're not on the on the Catholic side of <laughs> things, or or are or no. is Comfort? I don't. I don't. So I because I, I know there's blood of Christ. I do not think there's blood of I, Christ on that boat. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Catholics. Uh, as, they say, it as, a, as yeah, they yeah. they they like their their they like their drinks. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, but I don't think this is not a Catholic boat tour. Um, oh, that's that's so, too bad. That would be entertaining because because at least you know I go. Oh my God, this is what people actually actually think. Yeah. I, I can't. So like, so I don't know. Do you just go and get hammered on the conspiracy? Oh my gosh, I think I would rather go on the conspiracy mm-hmm. because I mean, there's only there's only so many ways you can say uh, God. You, you know, God, God, gods aren't real. It. It's a myth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's only so many ways. But they, they, they can nine eleven. The yeah. uh, see what what the woo goes <laughs> deep. The woo goes real deep. GMOs, so Monsanto, much. bee colony collapse, ecology, global warming, <laughs> climate change. It says global warming and climate change are the same thing. Fracking, HIV. Ooh, Autism. no, AIDS denialists. Ooh, AIDS. God. I think, that, I think that you and me and Miles Power should go on the conspiracy. And, and it, <laughs> they're just listing words. <laughs> they just even makes it Federal Reserve, Truth About Money, World Bank, Straw Man, World Property Salad. Title, Admiralty Law, <laughs> Martial Law, okay, Bohemian so- Grove, Skull and Bones. Like, they're just <laughs> listing things. Can I? They're can not I just- even... The planet can X. A, can I just planet put a call X. out? A call Second out. <laughs> Amendment and so much more. To, to anyone, f- to anyone who's listening and would like to know more about this, give us money so that we can go on this and 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 bring you the word about all of it's these. It's not words. even NASA, <laughs> Fukushima. Like they're. Basically, basically, if a a thing exists, if a thing exists, it was an inside job and a conspiracy. So, forbidden archaeology, forbidden, forbidden Forbidden by whom? Big paleo, (laughs) right? Because there's so much money in paleontology. There's a lot of money in big paleo. All right, I think (laughs) that's why friend of the show, Trevor, Trevor Valley. That's why. That's why he. Barton spark time too because bucks. he's he's rolling in the he's rolling dough. in big paleo he sleeps on a bed of big paleo <laughs> money all right five minutes or so in tell the people oh, five, who we are uh, let's do yeah, this thing uh, hello and thank you for listening to the science enthusiast podcast my name is dan and as always i'm joined by my brilliant friend natalie hey great and, to be and here and it says, if you're familiar with the show and like what we do, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash TSE podcast. You get access to early versions of the show, extended interviews, and periodically other nuggets of goodness. Yeah, um, I write some But even, even if you're unfamiliar, yeah, and even yeah. if you're unfamiliar with the show and don't like what we do, I mean, you can still throw money at us and, and with, the, with the thought that, hey, maybe they'll stop. Yeah, because if we get enough money, we'll retire. And just go drift on the conspiracy. Oh my gosh! I know. If I if I had no if I had no moral compass, I would I could I could do so much because it's so there's so much opportunity for creativity. Oh, it's yeah. the you can you can say anything and people be like, oh yeah, I can see that, I understand that, and it, and it's like you're talking to a room full of eight-year-olds <laughs> who are ready to connect any dots that you present in front of them to make it into the picture that you are creating and it's 
it's scary to some extent how readily people will believe this stuff. But yeah, if you if you lose your moral compass, you can make a fuck ton of money. The, the purpose of this cruise is not about being a victim of conspiracies. It is about taking back our power from corrupt and greedy institutions, attaining true self-authority and realizing our genuine self, they capitalize self for some reason, behind the masks. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about something that's real, I, like a God of the Week. Oh, my gosh. I'm already <laughs> exhausted. Yeah. Tell us about our God of the Week. All right. So we're going back to ancient Greece and... Our god of the week is Atlas, who is the god of weightlifting and heavy burdens. But I'm thinking it's kind of heavy burdens to the max because the dude <laughs> literally has the world on his shoulders. This came to be because during the War of the Titans, I guess that's the war of all the, the big gods, Atlas stormed up Mount Olympus, but, but Zeus was just like, nope. So as a punishment for this you know, heinous war crime, Atlas gets the task of holding up the heavens you know clouds and stuff but it really was quite the job because clouds are heavy i guess um so atlas well this says this the on Mm godchecker.com it says now the heavens might be made mostly of cloud but you'd be surprised how heavy they are like oh yeah okay (laughs) yeah so (laughs) i get it now you get it so it, it all makes sense but so atlas is doing his job and it sucks So he entrusted another dude, Heracles, to help him momentarily so that he, I guess this was a little exchange. It's like, you hold up the heavens, I'm going to run and get you some magic apples. Because. (laughs) So, right. right, Because we're obsessed with apples, apparently. It's an even exchange. Christianity would steal anything. Right. Why why would anyone do that? (laughs) No, because all this stuff really happened in each of these situations. (laughs) So... The issue is, though, nobody really wants to stand there holding up the heavens for too long. So Heracles, he just, he fucking bails. And Atlas is left doing this really shitty job. But then, eventually, here here's what happens, which, I, which is kind of where the story ends, but it's not the best ending. Um, so you remember Medusa, right, with all the, the snakes in her head and all that? Uh, of um, course. Right, of course. So when Medusa looked at you... Um, I think, or if you look at Medusa, I don't know exactly what kind of eye contact needs to be maintained. Um, people turn to stone. I, I don't know. I don't know the, spe- the scientific specifics of this, but um, Pericles. The science, science specifics. <laughs> science specifics. <laughs> whatever. So another character, character, person, whatever. Pericles comes around holding the head of Medusa and so aims the head of Medusa at Atlas and Atlas turned to stone. So easier to hold up the heavens when you're an inanimate object, but then you're a fucking inanimate object. So Atlas is now Mount Atlas. Not, be, not to be confused with fucking an inanimate object. Yeah, which, which is, which, a, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's if, a topic that, of another show. If that's your thing. Um, Atlas is now Mount Atlas. The world remains, you know, up and intact and not flat as B.O.B. would like us to believe. And now the commercial break. story done because it all makes sense Tonight, we are thrilled to be joined by Thomas Smith. According to his Twitter bio, Thomas is the host of many famous podcasts, but is famous for nothing else. Um, Thomas is also a new parent, so congratulations. I'll say it in front of our audience um, 
on the birth of opening argument Smith. So <laughs> we we assume you have feet, even though we can't see them. Have to get that in right away. And uh, welcome to our show. Oh, ha ha. Very funny. Yeah. No, thank you for inviting me. I, I always forget about my Twitter bio. I wrote that a long time ago, and the joke was like, I'm famous for this, but I'm also famous for nothing else. And I like list all my podcasts, but I've had to change it like a bunch of times because I've had so many podcasts through the years. But uh, yeah, no, that's funny. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Yeah, thank you for coming. So um, before we get into, you know, the fact that nothing has been going on in the atheist and skeptic world in the past yeah. few weeks, um, can we like... I assume most people that are listening and watching know who you are, probably listen to your shows, but can we just do a little basic intro stuff, like how you got into this whole podcasting world where you're super famous? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I go under the assumption that no one knows who I am ever. So, um, But uh, yeah, no, I, I started in 2010. I was kind of into the whole atheism thing. You know, I was reading all the books that everybody was reading and I, I thought it was super fascinating. People were saying things that I had been thinking, but in a way better way, you know, and, 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 uh, obviously and thought plenty of thoughts I had never had, but just explaining the whole atheism thing in a way that I found really mind blowing. And so I was getting into it and I, uh, had, uh, decided to read the Bible. I'd never read the Bible before in my life. I'd just heard little bits and pieces. I was raised nominally Christian, but not very you know, not very hardcore. Just had to yeah. go to church until the deal was I had to go until I was in high school. Then it was my choice, which meant I never went again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, yeah, I, I you know, um, it was something my mom liked and wanted to do. And, you know, it was, it was it was hard. I know she wanted me to, but I just could never. It was just so boring. Like, that's the mm -hmm. main thing. But but I so I decided in 2010, I don't I, I can't honestly answer why I decided to do this or why I stuck to it. But I just was like, well, I'm reading the Bible I consider myself, you know, kind of a funny guy and I thought podcasts were really cool and I had some equipment from music actually. Um, and so I had some good recording equipment and I thought like, maybe I'll just try doing a podcast of the Bible and at worst it'll be an audio book, you know, and at best, you know, maybe some people find it interesting and I make jokes along the way. And so I started that in 2010 and, uh, the plan was to finish it in a year. <laughs> the Bible is so bad. Is this a cursing show or? <laughs> oh, it's a cursing show. Oh, yeah. it's the really Bible is so yeah. fucking bad mm -hmm. that it took me six years to finish that podcast. Um, <laughs> but over the course good, of it, good job for finishing. I the did podcast. finish. I did yeah. finish. I'm proud of it. It was hard. Oh my god, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard to read. The, I mean. Uh, it's a shitty book. It's it's, it's, not, so even, it's bad. not even it's a good book. So the characters bad. suck. It's the, so bad. It, if, yeah, it's it. I it's that's really why bad. no one has read it. No one has any idea what's in it. No one's. I'm convinced <laughs> not a person has read it except me. I'm the only one. Um, so congratulations and sorry that you did that. Yeah, that's been almost a year since I finished it. It's, time flies. It really does. And uh, so over the course of that, though, I started another show because I didn't want to be limited to the Bible. So I started atheistically speaking and. And through that, I met Andrew Torres and started opening arguments. And then I, I got tired of people of sort of the stigma of atheist in the title and the fact that I wasn't I was always a meta atheist podcast anyway. I, I didn't want to do a whole lot of covering basic, you know, like debates or that kind of thing. I wanted oh, yeah. to branch off into science and philosophy and politics and everything. And so I changed I finally changed the name. I'm so glad I did is once I changed the name to Serious Inquiries Only or once I even announced, like I was thinking of changing it, I got just, I announced it to my patrons and like 
a hundred people were like, oh, finally, I can share it with my neighbor. And my, I was like, damn it, I should have done this a long time ago. And, it, you know, this, I got a little bit of people mad that I wasn't taking more ownership of atheism and the fact that, like, oh, it shouldn't be a stigma. And, and I totally respect that. Like, I, I do think, you know, we should do our best to normalize it. And I totally support that. But I, I'm not really – my show isn't hasn't ever been about that. And I just want to be able to book whoever I want whatever scientist, I don't care what religion they are, you know, if they, if they're, if they've written a book or they're a scientist or they're an academic, I want to be able to talk to them and not worry about it. And I decided for me, that's where, where I wanted to go. But I don't, I don't begrudge anyone who would think like, oh, you should have stuck to your guns and, and been more about atheism. You know, I, I just, it's just because it's not what I wanted to be covering. It's not that I don't agree with those goals. Yeah, no. And I mean, your show is a great example of kind of covering the different bases of atheism, science, skepticism, all kind of talking to all kinds of people and just putting different viewpoints out there. And you're I mean, to me, you're definitely one of the like if I if we're having a guest that's been on other shows, you're kind of one of my go to shows for listening to interviews beforehand. Oh. Like <laughs> when we had like Michael Shermer on, oh, I definitely wow. listened to. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You guys, because I, oh, shoot, I didn't get around to catching that, but I heard really good things about your interview. It was, it was, it was, it was 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 an event. It happened. (laughs) It had occupied time and space. It was, and he's, I mean, that's not not to make fun of everyone. I know that was, it was the weirdest fucking experience of my life. Right. Okay. So you felt that way too afterwards where you're just like, huh. That was a thing. Yeah, I was like, happened. I thought this would be harder to get to have him just be like, oh, you're right about everything you're saying. Like, oh, OK. But in some ways, it was more disappointing because he's gone right back to what he said, pretty much, even though when mm-hmm. you record with him, it's frustrating. I, you know, like I, I would rather he would fought me a little bit if it meant we were actually having a meaningful dialogue. You know, because because he came on twice, didn't I talk to him twice? Yeah, yeah, I talked to him you, twice. You talked to him twice because I listened to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I listened, both I was times he's like, "Yeah, oh, good points, good points." He was nice as could be. Nice yeah. as could be. He was oh, mm-hmm. good points. Oh, we should you know talk more. And I I respected that, but like, what? Like, the the editor of Skeptic Magazine can't exercise a little more caution in like his tweeting and what he publishes on the. No. And so here, so this is what I want to kind of start with asking both of you guys, because we're going to talk, we're going to talk skepticism for a second, because what does that even mean right now? (laughs) Like legit question. What does it, what does it mean? Depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. Does it, does it mean we take one professor's view of what happened at a university? None of us had heard of five minutes ago and run with that as a narrative of what's happening in the entire country. Or does it mean not that? <laughs> does it mean like maybe investigating questions a little bit? Not to say like I don't even want to pretend that I have like the neutral view because the people do that. I have the neutral skeptic view. You know, I don't. I have a, I have my biases. I'm li- very liberal and I'm I'm very as the last like year, maybe year two, I've be- become very sensitive to social justice issues just because mm-hmm. I've, I'm seeing these patterns of, uh, you know, of, of what's going on, especially with the election. I mean, come on, like just what's. That's when atheism in and of itself became a little less important to me. Like it's not not to say it's not important. Like I really I don't mean to say that. But for me, like that became like, okay, this is a bit of a side concern for me now. And looking at the war on drugs and mass incarceration and the the kinds of groups in our society that are just trying to gain acceptance, you know, and just and and looking at the overreaction on the other side. So when I started trying to just skeptically digest these things, 
I became labeled an SJW. I now I'm proudly an SJW. I don't give a shit. Whatever you can call me, I don't care. But like two years ago, I wasn't. Like I was just a guy who like kind of wanted mm-hmm. to look into stuff, and I would investigate these claims. And just by investigating them, I would become an SJW. And I think that tells you something about the dogma that's going on in some of skepticism right now. Like if you're against the there's a strong narrative in the movement that there's a postmodern threat to academics and there's, you know, like all the all the feminists are just a bunch of cultural Marxists. There's these buzzwords you hear. And it's funny when you track them down, you hear people use certain buzzwords and you're like, where are you getting this? And then it's so revealing when you finally find the source, you know, it'll be Jordan Peterson. It'll be, you know, and it, that one took me a second to track down. I didn't realize so many atheists. Atheists are following Jordan B. Peterson. Who, if you ask him whether he believes in Jesus, this hilarious. This guy, oh, didn't he? he didn't rails. he go through a whole thing? Yeah, he rails on post postmodernism, yeah. so ruining everything. Every postmodernist, those feminist postmodernist cultural Marxists. Then somebody asked him, like, "Hey, do you believe in Jesus?" And he's like, "Ah, it depends on <laughs> the words of what is truth. Are we here? Is you and I? Are we here? What's is Jesus faith?" Is it what means like what? A second word, ago you like, were saying postmodernism. Like, what the fuck are you style? talking about? It's unbelievable. He's an atheist icon right now for half the community. I don't know the numbers, but a lot of people. And and he's where he's a source of all this this these buzzwords. Postmodernism, which I covered on my show with Aaron Rabbi. Uh, who does? Oh, embrace the void. Embrace the void. Yeah, I, I love that guy. Such a good he's, he's, podcast. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm so glad to be friends with him through podcasting. It's that's one of the best parts of mm-hmm. doing this job is meeting really smart, cool people. I haven't met him personally, but just online. But um, but he uh, he came on and because he has philosophy background, and he talked about the fact that mm-hmm. postmodernism is not it's not a it's just a category of thought that involves questioning previous assumptions you know like it just just as the movement before it which i think was modernism and the one before that the name i'm blanking or i'm blanking on the name of the one but it's just it's not no one goes to like postmodernism school they just you know like if over the course of a time period people were labeled postmodernist because they happened to fall after modernism and they thought modernism had some flaws. That's all it is. And that's that's how humans have been doing things forever is evolving ways a, of thinking. Yeah. Like and and post there there is such a thing as postmodernism gone crazy. Sure. There is such a thing. But this is getting labeled it, 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 it's the, the, these buzzwords like enlightenment values and all this stuff like there was a time in the 1800s or the 1700s or whenever it would have been where everything was right like everything was science and everything was white people and everything like that's the time where it's, everything was great you know it's it's not that unsimilar dissimilar to to make America great again in a way I mean as much as the people would probably hate me for saying that like this whole going back to enlightenment values it's like really there's a lot of shit going on around that time that I'm not a fan of but anyway, sorry, I branched off. What, did it, what was the question? Oh, yeah, skepticism. No. Yeah, no, people aren't skeptical. <laughs> the, the question, they really aren't. They really aren't skeptical. Yeah, the question was skepticism because it seems like even from our interview with um, Michael Shermer that there's sort of the old school, you know, guys who founded Skeptic Magazine and were debunking Bigfoot and stuff. It, yeah. it felt like, and, and, and of course, nobody nobody listening to this, and you guys don't know this, but it felt, uh, talking to Shermer felt a lot like I was talking to my dad. <laughs> and that's not an insult to either one of them, yeah. but my, my dad is, my dad's a libertarian. He doesn't know that he is, but he is. Yeah. And that's what it felt like talking talking to Shermer it, a lot was, like, he doesn't, 
he, he may not identify as that himself or, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. And I, I think he does him, actually, but... I'm pretty sure he is a libertarian. I'm pretty sure. Is, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So, so it just seems like there's a little bit of a difference in, in values and what's important. And we were trying to explain to him, I think that, or ask, is it time for skepticism to embrace and advocate for social justice issues because we all know Bigfoot isn't real. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's so excellent. I think um, I, my favorite is is Eli Bosnick on this when we've talked personally, and I don't remember if he said it on the air or not, but he said that like atheism is everybody getting like the easiest question ever right. <laughs> Maybe it was Andrew. I can't. I'm mixing it up, but somebody said that, and it's good. It's like it's true. These questions, in reality, they're pretty damn easy. Now, there's a lot of interesting stuff about them, and, and you know, again, and, and another thing that I have to keep realizing from time to time is, you know, just in everything, a lot of people aren't like me. A lot of people, obviously, uh, no, they don't have my experience where I was never really that religious to begin with, you know, I kind of yeah. tried to do it, but I couldn't really do it, so I don't care. There's a lot of people just now deconverting, coming out of a shitty Christian bullshit, you know, and it's like, yeah. for them... I do. We do still need like. Here's atheism. Oh, here. Let me introduce you to uh, Christopher Hitchens and all these like these books that you know will put a lot of the things you may be thinking in a much better way. Totally. Like people are in different stages of where they're going through. For me personally, I'm kind of bored of that because it's so easy to, for me. Like I mean, I mean, I don't even care to argue it because it's like yes, obviously there isn't a fucking person in the sky telling us like obviously. No? Like, look at the world. Look at how shitty it is for everybody but me. Literally me. I'm the only one. Like, I'm doing great. But you guys, everybody else, it's shitty. It's, okay, it's just me. It doesn't me. matter, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But we have so much privilege here. And it's like looking at just watch Vice News once <laughs> and, and then tell me there's a God. Like, one episode. No, you're there- like, oh, well, those people in that country are completely fucked. Like, I that country I didn't I forgot existed until vice news reminded me that yes, they're like having to do uh what was the one recent one? They're having to make like black market, uh, diesel fuel to try to fucking live cause they're starving to death. Cause the, everything's shit. Like, yeah, I mean the world sucks. Or like P- Puerto Rico right now is not going to have electricity for three to four months, at least in Mexico city. Yeah. Like, and then there's somebody that's like, Oh, I found my keys that I lost. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, the, the Dallas mouth. Cowboys it's won my, last week. Yeah. Did you see that last minute football play? Had to be God. Yeah, definitely. God. No, and I'm because a football God. fan, but yeah, no. Um, it, yeah, absolutely. So to me, it's just, it's so beyond obvious that I don't, it's, I'm not interested in arguing about it anymore. Like if it, I'll maybe if somebody, you know, here and there, it can be kind of fun, but like, but oh, problem of evil. And then they'll have all these like set responses that they have. Well, you know, it's consistent with the sin of the way to shut up. I don't, it's just, it's not, it doesn't make sense. And I know you have your whole system of assumptions that you invented to make it make sense, but it's, I, I'm bored of trying to break through that anymore. Like, it's just so pointless, you know, but, uh, but I, I agree. Like, skepticism it we all decided that we all know bigfoot is fake we all know we all hopefully know that gmos are good and although that's something we could work on i have that's totally a good place for skeptics to be working right now gmos and climate change and that that's all yeah 
if people want to work on to to spread understanding of that, I'm all for it. Um, but like you're right, like after we kind of agree on all this stuff, it's like, well, what are we doing here? You know, like yeah. we. And I'm I'm not. I think it also has to do with for me. Like I'm not that. I'm not that social of a person in certain ways. Like I don't need to go to a building. Like a lot of people have that um, Sunday assembly. I think that's super cool for people who like it. I don't need to go to a building with people. Like I just don't, <laughs> I don't need to do it. Cause personally for my personality, I just don't like doing that. So that's fine. So for me, like what is this community, especially when people are telling me to like stop being divisive over feminism or social justice issues for the sake of this community. It's like, well, for the sake of what, for, the sake of your podcast or your conference like i don't give a shit about your podcast or conference if if you're gonna say shitty things about women or feminism or whatever like i don't i have no interest in supporting you or you know putting aside my differences for the sake of your thing so anyway so you so you I, I, said I conference that, yeah so I, was gonna, say, I, th- I think that works as a good segue i'm gonna into, yeah um so you're you're going to a conference to share it to share the stage with a gentleman named carl um i don't and, yeah and i don't know month. if you know this people have been talking about it like, yeah like Jesus. just a little yeah <laughs> so that's in a week you, by the way that's in a yeah that's soon oh yeah that is that's in a week yeah dan you're going i'm I'll yeah. just oh you're Maryland. going oh cool yeah dan's dan's going too um so i guess my question is just to lead off with ever with everything that's been kind of going on talking um how how are you feeling about oh i'm dreading it i would i would love nothing more than to stay home and be with my new baby i really would and honestly that's been a challenge because every time i this was really hard this was an i do my best i do my best to try to think and recognize my biases and when seth you know i i love seth andrews but he did a weird thing he did a he did a weird thing in my opinion. Um, I love the guy. He had just like that Friday or Saturday he had emailed me like a supportive email of like, hey man, you and me we're going to this thing. Like mm-hmm. I you, and I was like, cool, yeah, awesome. And and I even told him like, hey, I think these people are shit. Like Sargon, like I think they're assholes, and I wish they weren't invited. But here's how I feel about it. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then like two days later, he did, doesn't email me. Two days later, he announces like, I'm not going. I'm like. Dude, what? Like five seconds ago, you were going. And I get his reasoning. It's because he, I made the same mistake. I When somebody told me, oh, you could, instead of Ruben, who originally I was going to be debating, who I know, yeah, I know a ton about Ruben because I, mm-hmm. I, I like to consider myself one of the first to recognize what an asshole he is and how his shtick, which is have on horrible uh, white supremacists benefit from their audience and then pretend like you don't know what's going on. Oh, I just interviews, like whatever. Uh, but anyway, um, I didn't know anything about Sargon. I hate YouTube. I, I there's there. I know there's there's some great people on YouTube. I just he, see and hear the shitty ones, and I don't. I'm not interested in it. So I didn't know anything about it. But they said, "Oh, Sargon, he's super popular." I had heard of him, so I was like, "Yeah, he must be popular." If I've heard of him, because I don't pay attention, uh, and uh, he's sort of the same as Ruben. You can debate him. I was like, "Sure, whatever. I'll interview him. I don't care." And I expected it like, oh, we would do the thing where he says, oh, regressive left. And I say, no, that's stupid. And that would be it. But then I and I I hadn't looked into it because I'm incredibly fucking busy with five podcasts a week and all this. So I figured, you know, around two, three weeks before I would start to immerse myself in this guy's garbage. 
And I hadn't done that. So I made a similar mistake that Seth did in that we assumed that these weren't garbage people. Like we assumed these were humans with bad views, which is what everyone assumes. Oh, exchange of ideas, humans with bad views. Uh, the only is speech, more speech, you know, and then all that. But what is true, actually true is that Sargon is a garbage person who tweeted at a previous rape victim, uh, MP, that he wouldn't even rape her. So he's a garbage person. He's not, so you don't, you don't go to someone who says, I wouldn't even rape you to a female uh, MP past sexual abuse survivor and say, you know, you, you don't debate that, you know, oh, let's discuss this idea that you just said. That's not, those people should, that's beyond the pale. They should be apologizing, uh, recognizing that's an awful thing to say, or they should be people we don't socialize with. I mean, that's a, just a horrendous, disgusting thing to say. So I, I but, but somehow, People don't understand. But somehow I'm crazy for thinking this. Um, I, I don't get it. But uh, but at any rate, I think Seth did the same thing I did, which was not realize that. And then once he familiarized himself, he was like, oh, I don't want any part of this. And he backed out within like two or three days, which I think was a weird thing to do because he had just defended going. Well, because they, they had given him a, a spot to speak. They gave him a, yeah, they gave him a speaking spot and that was that was after he was there for the movie like i guess the the movie that he he was in and like uh, him and uh, a couple others were actually in the movie and then they asked him to speak is that do i have that right yeah cuz i think Aaron rod right? dropped yeah. out right or he he was going to speak as a way of like fighting back against these ideas yeah. and i i respect his ultimate decision but he got there in a little weird way and i think he recognized you know he he admitted like oh, i didn't look into this fully and i totally get that like i don't harbor any ill will but it did put me in a weird position so i had to think oh that's why i started the story i had to think um real hard about like once he dropped out what did this mean for me like what am i should i drop out should it you know like what what does that mean if anything and i had to battle the whole time because what i would love to do more than anything else is just stay home like that would be mm -hmm. fantastic i would love that and i had to realize <laughs> like i was like you know i got to I got to not take the easy way out here because just, just a, as a personal matter, like I would love, my answer is always, I would love to stay home. Like whatever the question is, like now nah, I would, the, my answer is I'd love to stay home. <laughs> right. So I just try to, I just try to think, okay, that's in my brain there that I really want to stay home. So try to put that out. Uh, and, and, and I really was, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a full, like two hours, which is not usual for me. I'm a very decisive person, um, in some things like I, I, and and I just and I put it on Facebook. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I I really I could see it both ways. Um, and then I I ultimately I have my reasons. I'm not I'm actually not going to give all my reasons because it'll have to do yeah. with how I'm going to talk to this guy. But I have reasons that I think it's a good idea to go to this conference and and interview Sargon slash debate him. Um, but it's a weird position because at the same time that I don't want anyone to support this decision that they made. I also don't want to be alone there. Like it would really suck if it was just me and a bunch of Sargon dicks, like in the audience, that would be terrible. <laughs> so I don't, I'm in, I'm in a weird position, but whatever. If you want to come help out and help me not be lonely there. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'll be there. And I, I signed up or I, my friend kind of nudged me into going cause I, I knew Faisal was going and Melissa Chin, uh, a couple others. And I heard that. And I mean, uh, Faisal's a, a decent friend of, our, of both me, yeah. me and Nats. So, I was I was excited about hanging out with our, our friend Alice and 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 Faisal and, and and who else. And then 
then all this came up and so um full disclosure i'm expecting a fist fight and i'm gonna have like my pages manager app like ready to go <laughs> with a live video on my phone in case like so, some shit goes down like that because i mean i i i don't know what to what to expect almost uh whenever especially uh like you said like these youtube people and i'm i'm not a fan of uh really anything on youtube at all either <laughs> uh well I like cat videos I, everyone I just, does yeah, right yeah well oh my gosh no no that's the topic of another podcast uh but we <laughs> but i i i feel like he's these people whenever you see them in person i feel like it's going to be something where you know we have like we're we have the safety of being behind a keyboard and we're saying some some pretty terrible things behind a keyboard and now that we're in person we're looking at somebody else and actually have to say these things to a real human person maybe it's going to be a, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little a little less uh, distilled uh, of of an opinion that they have or or a statement that that they make or even even when they don't have the benefit of being able to edit themselves so cleanly and and so much and take out all the the pauses and the huh well I don't know uh, I I, th- I think it'll come off different. I think it won't be as intense, but I mean that's also me trying to imagine the best case scenario i guess uh, do you uh, think that's the best device. case scenario i don't i don't i don't know that that's the best case scenario i we'll see i i'm not i i don't want to get into it because i don't want yeah, to give you're it saying. away yeah. but but i i just i don't know i i, I don't it's going to be it's a weird thing man it's a weird position to be in because yeah, there is I a can tension see them either between, doubling down or easing off it. Yeah, you're right. There's a tension between how people, like you just said, will act when the, it's their YouTube takedown video and they can, you know, uh, say that all feminists are uh, autistic, for example, and, and as a slur essentially on both groups. Uh, there's there's is a that, big difference. Is that something he said? Yes, yes. Uh, he said that he has a video where he compares feminists oh with uh, autistic people because of the following whatever bullshit things he talks about. Um, it, yeah, he's no, he's awful. It's, wow. it's terrible. And then he'll do an interview with uh, again the the great whitewashing Dave Rubin who comes on, who, <laughs> who 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 displays such techniques as who was it Richard Spencer where he was it Richard Spencer no the other guy uh, the British guy what's that My, guy's name? Milo Yiannopoulos no, not, not Milo. The guy who was, no. um, the guy who was with Tommy Robinson, uh, where okay. he'll he'll go to Tommy Robinson and be like, "I haven't heard you seem totally reasonable to me. Nothing you say, like, just totally whitewashing these awful people. You know, like that's his technique. I'm not going to do that. You know, and and I think Sargon's able to do interviews where when he has someone who's willing to stay in that realm because it's comfortable. Like it would be really the easy solution would be for me to just pretend Sargon hasn't said all these horrible things and just be like, let's talk about identity politics. You know, what do you think? And it, and but that's dot that's that would be for my comfort. You know, that would be for interpersonally my ability to sit there and be nice and like, well, what, you know, you have, we disagree, but you know what? But the 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 fact is, I can do that with someone with whom I have just a disagreement. You know, if you and I disagree on. And I can do that. It's not like it. It's not like I hate everybody who disagrees with me. But this behavior is beyond that. Like this behavior of harassment, harassing women and being horrible online, is not a disagreement on ideas. You know, that's not a debate topic. That's just awfulness, and I don't, I can't stand by it. So, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see. 
Well, I guess just, you know, my my two cents, because everyone gives their own. But I'm when I saw that you were going to stay and, and go, I thought, all right, well, I respect that and kind of admire that, you know, you're going to get up there, have whatever kind of conversation you're going to have. And I mean, I think I think I said it in our episode that we put out. Um, I think I used the words like I'd like to see him intellectually destroy Carl. But like, whatever. I just think you, you know, you're doing your thing. I know you'd rather be with your wife and probably super adorable. Yeah, daughter, she's the best. But, um, you know, you're you're doing God's work. And yeah. Yeah. Into, thanks. Uh, I, yeah. Well, the other thing is like this idea that he hasn't already been completely intellectually destroyed. He has been. Over and over. I mean, it's it. There's a debate that uh, somebody sent me. I could try to grab the name of it, but it was astonishing. Um, let me let me try to grab that name. Where I saw, and this was one of the reasons. What actually one of the reasons I almost thought like maybe I shouldn't do this was I'm not going to do better than this person. <laughs> there's a um, what's his name? Uh, I'm finding it here. I think that's that's the reason that that Natalie and I don't do so many things is we go well, <laughs> we can't do better than that. So why even try? Or maybe that's just me and my anxiety manifesting. I know uh, this uh, this guy named Michael Brooks um, from oh, it's the know. Majority Report. I wasn't familiar with him, um, but boy, he j- he just absolutely crushed Sargon in a in a YouTube debate. It's so people act as though this just hasn't happened. Like, oh, you'll oh, yeah. battle of ideas. It's like this is he's lost. Like it's already his opinions are just surface level. He doesn't have any policy knowledge. He has the same rhetoric about like Muslim belief polls, which are data that I think you can consider. But then what do you do with that? You know, nothing. And then he has this anti-feminist hatred, which you can see that's. Rank his most popular YouTube videos on YouTube. Just go sort by view count, and it'll be him yelling at a feminist. He's just yelling, just like calling them <laughs> stupid. Like that's it's nothing. There's nothing to it. So I don't. And, but the, but what yeah. blows my fucking mind is that if I had to guess, I would guess sixty five percent of atheists support it. You know, like I, if I had to guess, I don't know. Well, I wish we had good numbers on this, but it seems like the numbers are extreme. That that support this and given that atmosphere like let's just assume for the sake of argument it's even 50 50 or 60 40 or something that support that at least when they hear sargon oh yeah good youtube whatever given that i don't know that we can win by just deciding we won you know like as much as i hate like imagine climate change there's nothing more straightforward than climate change uh, it, the science is is straightforward. It's you know it's 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 happening. Yeah, it's, it, and it's yeah. and it's man caused. It's more scientifically solid than that smoking causes cancer. And but what if only five percent of people believe climate change was real? Would you turn down a debate between a climate denier and a climate skeptic? Would you say no? Well, I mean the science is the science. We don't know. Like, what if twenty percent? What if you know? And you can adjust that if. 75% of people believe climate change is man-made. You could consider like, well, it's not worth it. This is a fringe position scientifically. I don't want to give people the idea that it's like a 50-50 thing. But what if you're the only person? You know, like you can play with the numbers. What if we're 60-40 the other way? Then you might think, well, as much as the science is straightforward, as much as this is obvious, I'm in the minority, so I do have to take this debate. Even though it's 50, it's it's something that I wouldn't want 
represented as 50-50, like, I don't know. I mean, I think it really depends on the rest of the community. And if, if we do live in an atheism community or a skeptic community where half or more than half or who knows how, what percentage are anti-social justice and, and, or at the very least buy into this, like identity politics is killing the liberals and blah, blah, blah. I'll buy into that bullshit. Like that could be a 80%. I don't know. Like it could be a lot. And I do feel like, I mean, unfortunately you can't just declare victory when you're in that kind of minority in terms of ideas. So I, that is, that was, that is a reason that I will do this debate. Now that's different then if I'm an organizer, if I'm organizing a conference, I'm not inviting these people because they're assholes. They're horrible. Like, there's, that's, so I can't support. It's a weird position. I can't look at Mythicist Milwaukee and say, good job, guys. I still think that's not a good job, guys. But I'm not them. I'm the person who might try to go challenge it, so I'm going to do it. I don't know. It's a weird thing. <laughs> it's a really weird no, thing. No, it, it is. And, and I think what's – because I'm – again, like you guys, sort of unfamiliar with the YouTube world, um, outside of just a few, like, friends that have channels or podcasts or whatever on YouTube. Um, what what struck me is not even necessarily the these YouTube personalities, but their sort of legions of followers. Yeah. And and I guess a question from that, you know, that I've been thinking about is these people have huge audiences. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think so. this huge platform and there what what is drawing like the masses to these people and their ideas and keeping them there because they they have huge fucking audiences. I, I think it's um, it's it's a white people thing. I think it's not exclusively, <laughs> but I do think it's driven by the fact that white people are a huge demographic and specifically white men are a gigantic chunk of atheists the vast majority are young white men i think um and i think that the biggest problem i see in in our politics and in the country is simply being mistaken when it comes to racial experience in this country i, I it's my view that white people most a lot of white people and specifically white conservatives, but but also these like kind of classical liberal people think that everything is fine. They think that if not fine, they think there's an equality of opportunity. That's that's the line. Well, we don't want we might not get a quality of outcome, but at least there's a quality of opportunity. And a lot of people think that a lot of white, white people, because they're they have their experience, they haven't looked into it. Things seem fine. You know, people are really sensitive about race. People don't want to you know, like socially people don't want to be discriminatory. That's frowned upon. And it is true that like overt bigotry, um, you know, Trump notwithstanding overt bigotry has been something that over the years has gotten more and more unacceptable. And it's very unacceptable in, in society, like overt bigotry, but systemic racism is as strong as ever in a lot of ways, uh, for many reasons. And so when, when people of color, try to, or anybody tries to talk about this and say, Hey, why are so many black people getting shot? Why are so many black people in prison? Why are so many mm -hmm. black people stuck in essentially like segregated communities where the zoning has made and the, and the school zoning has been manipulated to make it so they don't have access to good schools. And so therefore that has all these effects. Why the crime is higher. Poverty's higher. All these things like, 
hey, maybe we should do something to counteract this. The minute something is advocated for, which necessarily has to be on the basis of race, because, for example, black people in this country uh, are getting a raw deal in so many ways. The minute you try to make up for that, you have to do it in a racial way. And then the, the white person over here who thinks that there is already a quality of opportunity will say, well, that's unfair. Why are you given a benefit based on color? I thought Martin Luther King said that was right or something, you know, bullshit like that. And honestly, for me, I think it comes down to that. And the same, the parallel argument works for feminism too. You know, like there's equality. What are you talking about? There's equality of opportunity. All differences are due to choices that are biological or something. You know, that's what they believe because they don't have the knowledge or experience. And it's not, it's not even just experience. If I had time to write a book, I would write a book called the data made me an SJW because it really is true. The data made me an SJW. I didn't sit and say, Oh, I need to listen to a bunch of perspectives. I think that's key. It's the way you become aware of this data or that it even might exist is by listening and by listening to people's experience and by learning. But that isn't the end all be all like it it, is. It's not as though the reason I think that, mass incarceration is a problem is because some black guy told me or something. It's like, no, you can look at data. Like you can, you can be scientific about it and see like, holy shit, black men are 6.5% roughly of our population and 40% of our prison population. What is happening? You know? And, and it's, it's, that's what's driving me crazy lately. And I really think that if you look at Sargon and others, their shtick, it's that, Nothing can be based on race anymore. It must all be colorblind. And so therefore, anytime someone is trying to use like affirmative action to fix something, they think it's racist because everything is supposed to be colorblind. Well, we're not to that point yet. We're not to the point where everything's equal. And I don't think we will be in the foreseeable future. So that's my long answer to your short question. (laughs) (laughs) And that's such a that's such a interesting like because I I've I know just personally and I, I don't express my uh, social views nearly as much as you do or, or others or nearly as eloquently as you do, obviously. Uh, but that's something that I, I've had to ca- catch myself thinking is I, I, I guess in, in my sitting in my golden throne above everyone else uh, looking down on the peons, I think that, you know, have, have, have seen, seen that line of thinking and, and I, and I understand their line of thinking. I'm not saying it's good because it's not. Um, and like you just said, it's, outright wrong uh but I, I i can see where they're coming from with that and i understand that but i i, I just there is such a confusing and complicated issue to, to try to try to get people like that 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 say because both uh and, and without us even fucking bringing it up and this made me so goddamn mad when they both did because i was like this is at the end of the interview both michael Shermer and uh, the organizers we talked to uh on on monday night uh, when we recorded with them they both brought it up and we didn't say a goddamn word about institutional racism and they both said well and people say everybody or the Shermer said something of the effect of well people say everybody's racist and i don't believe that and i'm like fuck why'd you say that now we have to have a conversation uh uh, about this and we're like we're trying to wrap up and i can't just it's let like that implicit go. bias the organizers yeah 
Right. The organizers also said, well, and then pe- like people like to say institutionalized racism. Like this is uh, Sean and uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the other name. Brian. 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 Sean and Brian both. Uh, well, I, and I forget which one said said it, but they they brought it up near the end of that uh, the interview in a in a long uh, kind of diatribe that that they they gave that institutionalized racism doesn't exist, and and it was there was no reason for them to bring it up, but. Like we we had to. That's I mean, your key, like right we, there. So you're saying the organizers believe institutional racism doesn't exist. I don't know. I don't know which one said it, and I don't. It I don't doesn't matter. That whatever. You're maybe one of them said it, but one of them definitely said it. That's your answer as to why this is happening. That's your answer as to why right. someone would think it's a good idea to invite Sargon of Akkad, because that's what you have to believe to find these people even remotely worthwhile in any way. Relevant. Is you have to believe that that white men are actually the victims in the society because we've gone so haywire that, uh, you know, that that's, we've gone too far. We've rubber banded, you know, too far the other way. And white men are actually, you, you really do have to believe that to, to, to put, to turn a blind eye to them yelling about feminists being stupid. So then how do we, how does that get fixed? How do, no, no, right. I mean, I, yeah. no, I mean, no, you answer that I, question. I'm doing and, my and best. You, you I apparently, I guess I have to write my book. The data made me an SJW. Maybe yeah. I'll, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to find time to do that. Someone wants to write ghost write it for me. Let me know. But, uh, <laughs> but that, but that's what it is, isn't it? It's, it's, it's putting evidence out there, right. In, in a way that is compelling enough, but it, you figure why, why aren't people listening and but I th- then instead they're listening to like the YouTube rhetoric. It's it is frustrating. What's not helpful is 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 people is the extremists, and I think that's what they. So many people who are on this alt right skeptic or alt right what whatever you want to call it, uh, I, th- I think they they take that the the far extremist people who who say that you know they're offended by by everything. And, and they allow that to be the caricature for anyone that advocates for feminism or equal rights rights or that's a big or, problem or because I and I was just about to say it I'll say it every time every movement has stupid people on both sides of it mm-hmm. every issue has stupid people on both sides of it and Sargon has made a career out of making fun of someone named Lacey Green who I don't I'm not particularly familiar with I hear she was a feminist and now is the opposite of a feminist now or something I don't know but She's just not that smart. Like, to be frank, I mean, she had a huge following on YouTube, apparently, but she says a lot of dumb stuff. And then Sargon can use that to dismiss all of feminism because she's not particularly smart. And that you can do that if you want. It's easy. But then I can just go find someone on the alt right and take what they say and then make fun of your side forever. And then nothing ever happens. Like, I try to let the extremists cancel out. And if if that's even so, by the way, if that's even fair, which is not because extremists on the right are fucking racist killers and extremists on the left want trigger warnings. You know, it's like it's as though that's equal, like as though that's, you know, okay, two sides of the same coin. I mean, there are left wing. There has been left wing violence, but the the biggest terrorism domestically just is right wing terrorism. I mean, it's just a fact. Like, look at the crime statistics since Mm -hmm. 9-11. You know, that's a different story right there. But that's also a certain right wing, by the way, like far right uh, Islamic terrorism. But 
But since 9-11, the biggest cause of ter- terrorism, the, the, you know, the most deaths have been caused by right-wing extremist groups. So, but even put that aside, even if we say, okay, the extreme right and the extreme left, we can let them cancel out, where are you left? And this is what drives me nuts about these centrists, you know, who, who I think, I think my, my speculation is that they really are just conservative in a lot of ways, but they don't want to admit it because if we want to say, okay, the far left and the right, far right are crazy. Now let's talk policy. In my opinion, I would think these people who called themselves liberals, like they were liberals, but then the, you know, the far, the shouting kids at colleges drove them nuts. I would think that if that's true, if that's true, that you were actually a liberal and then some kids hurt your feelings at a college. So now you have to be centrist for some reason. I would still think if I ask you about taxes, would you want the, the Democrats plan or the Republicans plan? If I ask you about healthcare, would you want the Democrats plan or the Republicans plan? If I ask you about abortion and female, uh, uh, women's health issues, rights, yeah. would you want the, the Democrats plan? I think it's as obvious could be that, that, that you would want the Democrats plan every time on that, especially if you're someone who, if I, if, if you're to be believed was a liberal a second ago, but that's actually not, I don't think that's what's going on. I think they actually are conservative in a lot of ways. And they're trying to hijack something. They're trying to appear, they're drawing people off of liberalism by saying, Oh, I used to be liberal, but look at these yelling kids. So you need to come over and be like a libertarian with me and have some weird views about taxes and stuff like Michael Schur, like all that, that kind of thing. Like that's what I think is happening. And that's what drives me nuts about this. If we want to let the extremists cancel out on either side, we can do that. Like we can say, okay, I, I recognize that there are, we could take your Jordan B. Peterson supervillain, like postmodern feminist, weird. Like there are people who I don't agree with, like who say weird things that I would think are kind of stupid on the extreme, extreme feminism left or whatever. Sure. Now we can cancel that out with David Duke or whatever you want to do. Like we will just let that cancel out. And then what are we left with? Well, for me, we're left with, I'm a liberal. And the Democratic Party is not perfect by any means. It's a billion times better than the Republican Party. So I'll vote Democrat every time. It's as simple as that to me. I don't know. It drives me nuts. Okay, so <laughs> so then I, all right, yes, because I, I think for me, I'm definitely like somebody who I'm not. Well, I think like, we can all agree that taxation is theft. <laughs> um, okay. So- who needs Who needs roads that like, you know, hold up after a couple of years? I mean, come on. No, but yeah, but but we do need seven hundred billion dollars for our military. But we can't afford. We do. We do. We need more jets. Yeah, because they are impressive. All right. So we've we've talked about potentially, you know, shitty ideas being given platforms. I I'd like to, as you know, I I know we're kind of running low on on time and everything. I want to think about who are some of the people whose ideas you feel like should be getting more exposure and and getting the platforms and getting out there. So hmm. that's I want to I want to talk like I want to talk positive. Well, future. mine. No, I'm just kidding. Yours, <laughs> like me. no I, actually not me. I, I would yeah. say not me. I would say, you know, I've been I've been on a real tear lately in terms of uh, interviewing uh, women. I didn't even notice it until the other day. I was like, wow, I've had like two or three women in the last two or three weeks, which is awesome. But it's embarrassing that that has to be a thing I would even think about. But I think it's probably people I don't even know of because they don't get the attention to begin with. 
Um, but I, I had Stephanie's van. I almost said Zvan, but it's Zvan on my show. Uh, the other, I don't know when this will be airing or whatever, but it was recently. And she gave me a, a list. She was like, yeah, here's all these people, very highly qualified women who never get these platforms. And I thought, yes, give me the hell out of that list. Um, because I'm going to do the thing that conservatives think corporations would do, which is they think that corporations would hire all women if, if indeed there were a pay gap, um, which is a nonsensical thing for uh, that, that idea that, that corporations would hire all women if there were actually a pay gap and therefore there isn't a pay gap is absurd just to bracket that. But anyway, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to get some, some high value, incredibly impressive women uh, on my show who are otherwise being ignored because they aren't being given platforms. They aren't, they aren't Sam Harris, but they have the credentials. So I, I think it's a real opportunity for me and I'm going to pursue some of these potential guests. Um, but I had Roberta Chevrette on the other week, who's someone I had never heard of, uh, who was very fascinating. I mean, it's, I think so. The point is, I think it is the people who aren't often heard of, like with the people that you and I don't often know, because our discourse in the skepticism movement, it's getting I think it's getting better, but it's so often dominated by the same four people and or, or the same type of person. And I think that getting that representation out there is uh, is really key so i don't know and, and I'll, but it, but in terms of people you've in terms of actual names like i i don't know i just would love i would love if we want here i'll put it to you this way if we're going to talk about feminism if we're going to talk about gender studies Instead of talking to Peter Bogosian and James Lindsay, let's talk to someone in the field of gender studies or who specializes in feminist studies or something, you know. And if you want to balance them out with someone else, that's cool. But how about if we're talking about these social issues, get someone who knows, who has a degree in that, not someone who is a mathematician who has some opinions on uh, about, right. you know, about gender studies. Like, well, I don't. Okay, I guess if you want to consider them, that's fine. But shouldn't you have started with the field? Shouldn't you have started with the PhDs in the field? Like just as a base point and you can go from there. I don't know. Well, yeah, a, you know, being an expert or whatever you want to call it in one area does not mean that you're an expert in everything. And yep. and I think that just holding holding certain people to the ivory tower status doesn't help the larger world always it's getting the voices that actually know what they're talking about or the ones like you said that you know have something to contribute a story that we haven't heard yet and i think the more voices in the narrative i mean that's that's just going to be way better for everybody because you never know what new voice is going to connect to some new person and try to make some kind of difference you know who's great? Alex Jules. That's that's some just short answer. I could have saved us a lot of time. Just said Alex oh, Jules. Right. Get him on the yeah. show if you hadn't had him already. He's he's fantastic. I've talked to him twice uh, on my show in rapid succession because you could talk to him for for hours. He's a very interesting guy. I think he's doing fine. I don't think I, you know like he he may even be more platformed than than I am. I don't know. Like he's already doing for but people like that who uh, are not coming from the. Uh, classical liberal uh, white male perspective like it's he's he's really fascinating to talk to and I'm I'm sure there are plenty of people that I don't know of because I'm just now trying to 
make sure I talk to more people that we haven't heard from. You know, I'm, I'm just now getting into it and trying to do that. It's, um, I, I think I've done an okay job, but, uh, but I could always do better and I, and I, I, I'm going to try to. Cool. Well, we appreciate you coming in and talking to us and I'm really interested to hear how your weekend in Milwaukee goes and, you know, I'm just kind of stoked that you're, that you're doing it and doing your thing and, you know, I won't be doing it again. I won't be doing it again. If next year they do the same one and done. Oh yeah. If next year they do the same thing, I'm not doing it, but I'll do it this once and we'll see what happens. If, um, if people are going to go, there's, I believe there's always audience feedback forms or some crap. There's something I know there was last year because I was there last year. Fill out that you don't support this bullshit decision to have assholes on. Uh, to, if if you if you are somebody who agrees with me and you feel conflicted, sorry, you feel conflicted about going, um, and you want to go, you, there is an option that you can go, but write a very strongly worded feedback thing, and they do take those seriously. Actually, I've been told that the group does take those very seriously. Um, so. That's an option too. Uh, I I don't mind I don't mind a clash of ideas if someone j- is just someone with some ideas, not not someone who's an actual harasser of women online. You know, so I I don't want it to be thought that I I demand ideological purity in all conferences. It's not that. It's just there are things that are too far, and they should be too far, and they shouldn't be in our discourse at all. Well, on that note, can you tell people where they can find you on the internet and uh, sure. you know, follow your stuff? Uh, just search me on Google. Search Serious Inquiries only on iTunes or Google or something, uh, seriouspod.com. And Opening Arguments is my other show. It's really, I highly recommend that one because I learn from Andrew uh, week in, week out on that show. Uh, we all do. Yeah. And you said you, you, said you, do, you do five a week. Where are the other three? I do two episodes of serious inquiries oh, and open arguments yeah, okay. each a week. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then my, yeah, I was thinking five show. different podcasts, which no, was no, no, blowing no, no. My yeah, mind. I don't have five different <laughs> podcasts. Don't worry. I'm, I'm yeah. good where I am right now. I'm, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need more projects. I would, I would, I've thought I have ideas. I would definitely do more projects, but I, I stop myself now. So. Well, thank you and enjoy well, your you so night, much. you know, being a dad. <laughs> I will. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This week, the reason we love the internet is... Oh. You're, oh, you're like, you're introing me to do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Because so, you picked this one. So I picked it. The reason that we that we love <laughs> the internet, and this is kind of why we love the internet and quote of the week smashed together into one little bit. Um, friend of the show and fantastic human, Eli Bosnick turned 30 yesterday and wrote just a wonderful post on Facebook um, that included... This list of 30 things, it says 30 things I want you to know um, on his 30th birthday. And I just want, I mean, you and I, I think, agree that Eli is a great person. He's a great skeptic and activist and and just has a great way with words. And yesterday morning, I, I have to say, I was, I was in kind of like, you never just wake up in a weird mood and you just, 
you don't know what you need, but you need something. I needed Eli Bosnick's Facebook post yesterday morning. A list of 30 things that I will not read all of them to you guys right now because who wants to hear me read a list of 30 things? None of you. That's, I mean, that's literally the thing people are, 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 anyway. are craving. I know, I know. But I picked four things from this list that Eli thinks that we should know. And I will co-sign that and think everybody should know. Um, so one of the things is kindness will get you everywhere. Awesome. Um, another one, you don't have to lie. You're interesting. All of you are very interesting. Um, and then another one that I just loved is someone out there will love you madly for exactly who you are. So all you weirdos, including, I guess, me and, and Dan, we will all be loved for exactly who we are. And the last one that he ended with is you need other people. And so, yeah, I I believe that too. I think that is something worth remembering needing other people and making sure you have the rad ones around in your life and keep those people close and don't let them go and yeah but I I, this was just a thing that he wrote that resonated with me and I'm sure a lot of other people in the internet lands yesterday so Eli thank you for being an awesome human happy 30 and keep doing what you're doing it's all downhill from here. Oh, stop it. I, well, yeah, I like my 30s. Overall, I like my 30s, and I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> I am going to stick with that. don't have enough time to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to say that 30s are good, and they will continue to get better. Um, oh, can I thank, I know that you're going to thank our, um, patrons for this show well I, I, I have a whole i have a whole spiel that i go through where i say thank yeah. you for joining us for this week's episode and if you enjoy those things please consider leaving us a five-star rating on itunes or stitcher or, or whatever and if you have comments or suggestions you can reach us at podcast at a science enthusiast.com and you can also find our full archive 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 that at science and follow us on facebook and and then if you if you like the show and as we said in the intro if you even if you don't uh i mean you can hate listen and, and hate donate to us hate hate donate hate hate donate hate nate to us hate, hate, <laughs> uh at patreon.com slash tsc podcast and you get access to premium content early episodes and and we started a whole thing where we are just posting the full videos uh that we do with the peoples there as uh as videos and so you can you can see those and 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 then see what we really think about things like we we hang up the call and then and then we stop recording on on the actual show with it and then we go into the really really racist stuff i i'm racist um uh, i learned i learned this week uh after oh, i posted uh, uh, four or five times about <laughs> about about kneeling and how how president Tr- trump is a goddamn idiot and anyway uh yeah, so today I'm racist. Uh, but but Natalie also is starting her own, uh, or started her own. Yeah. And and she has people to thank. Yeah, so I, I started a couple days ago, my own Patreon, um, because I do stuff, you know, making a movie and doing this podcast. And for our regular listeners, I am going to do a once a month little spinoff, but still under this umbrella where I just have conversations with people 
friends mostly about things that might not fit under the the topics that we cover here. I we, well, we kind of cover so everything. What would here. that be? So no. So what I, doesn't. <laughs> okay. What doesn't fit? That's true. Maybe. Me. Well, I like. There's one that I'm thinking of doing about Radiohead. Um, I don't know. David James and I are going to do something. We still haven't decided because we just have a lot of weird conversations. Um, I'm probably going to do one with Jeremiah and Nathan about our romantic nihilist memes. Like just we just whatever weird shit I feel like talking about for 20 minutes or a half an hour. Um, and I should think of a name for these episodes. You know how League of Nerds has their fuck you Buck Mulligan um, episodes, which that name came from me when we were from an episode of our show because all of this podcast incest just happens. Um, but I should think of a name for these little spinoffy episodes, but it doesn't matter, whatever. Um, I, some people did think that I'm worth throwing a little bit of money at. Um, so thank you, Nathan, Michael, Arian, Marissa, Jeff, Jeannie, and Chris. And so those people are representative of several podcasts. So just a shout out to those, which would be Trolling with Logic, Reasonable Risk, Sister Getting Out of Hand and Podunk Polymath. I love all of you guys and girls and people, so thank you. And 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 Trevor and Nathan and Ryan and Alice and Cynthia and Michael and Frank and Jeff and Michael and Lizzie and Leb and Magnus and so Hannah and Felix and Chris and Michael and Michael and Joe and Sarah and Jose. We have too many Michaels uh, in the tyranny of Michaels. Uh, my middle name is Michael, so I'm not helping. I'm part of the You're problem. You're part of the problem, always. Uh, so there's that. So what what what's coming up on the next episode? Oh yeah. So I have the fucking <laughs> the words next episode in every Google Doc, and today I just put why do I even keep next why episode we, in the Google Doc because we don't know what's next. Because we don't know what's next. Literally, we, no one knows what's I next mean, because have, it's Trump's America. It was, we don't know what's next. We, we have don't know. A, I'm looking at our backlog of interviews right now, and we have, believe not. Or oh, you need to put Mar- you're putting Mary out. We're putting Mary out, Mary <laughs> Mangan, in like a matter of days, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, I have. It's in the archives, as I believe. Uh, it's that that episode's been put together. Uh, yeah, so who yeah, knows if it's, it's timely? It doesn't matter. Just have it but out. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll post that uh, later. <laughs> this week but we've got some good shit like coming up that we've already recorded and it will feel new because it's so old (laughs) (laughs) it'll be it'll be a learning experience for everybody (laughs) Uh, but you know it it gives us a little time to you know chill on recording as much in the evenings i've got qed in two weeks and then psycon at the end of the month you're going to milwaukee this weekend um yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, we we realistically we have what we have. T- I, I said I think it's like a 10 couple months. And this list we have we are almost booked all the way through, or have have episodes that get us all the way through the end of the year, which is holy coming. fucking shit! Wow. Yeah, that's how that's how time works. Time. Which is time? How does it work? Which is, which is weird. Time is weird. Everything's weird, but yet we're still here doing the thing. 
week after Speaking week. Of doing things, you were on what Zachrelidge? I was on. Yeah, I was on Zachrelidge with Zach Law. That was super fun. And then um, we're going to link to Embrace the Void also in our show notes because Thomas and I gave Aaron and company a shout out in our interview. And yeah, I definitely recommend listen to Embrace the Void. It's it's a great mm-hmm. podcast and very just. It's good for our times that we're living in. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just, I All like right. discovering new stuff. All right. And yeah, let's, let's hang this shit up and um, get on wrap tonight. Wrap it up. Bye guys. See you next week. The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com.